This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, Chris Malone from the 98.5 KTK Morning Show. Here we go with your recap for Friday, October 28th, 2022. New report coming out here that Atlanta remains the world's busiest airports the world's biggest busiest airport you would tend to think it'd be like new york or london or some big million town you associate with uh you know worldwide destination but atlanta what's going on with the particular uh airport in fact 76 million passengers passed through uh atlanta airport just last year and that is uh since actually since 1998 Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, as it's known, um, has been the most busiest airport on the planet. Because of this, I wanted to know why. Dug a little bit deeper, and I thought this was, it makes a lot of sense when you hear about it, because the airlines, they always uh, are looking for ways to be efficient. Uh, they spend billions of dollars to save 15% of fuel on their planes, which adds up over time. And one of the reasons that Atlanta is so popular is because of its location. Most airlines do what's called a hub-and-spoke approach, which means your lesser uh, lesser popular destinations all come to the big popular destinations at a central point that you can travel to your final destination. Atlanta happens to be the center of 70%, or excuse me, 80% of all airlines and all air travel are within two hours of Atlanta. So that's why it's so popular as a hub-and-spoke place. The other part is that one of the major airlines, its home, is in Atlanta. Uh, Delta Airlines, of course, uh, not the world's largest airline, or not even the largest airlines in the United States. However, Delta is the most profitable airline. And when you have that much pull at an airport that is very central to much of the United States, you uh, I'm not saying that they have done this, but I do find it interesting that um, American Airlines, which is the world's largest airline, it's the largest airline in the United States, uh, they only have 15 gates total at Atlanta's airport compared to 192 at Delta. In fact, Delta has a whole terminal building to itself. <laughs> so it kind of left uh, American Airlines to say, well, you know what? If we want to be kind of viable on the East Coast, we need to find some airport that's fairly close to Atlanta because of its ge- geographic location. And that's where Charlotte came into the picture. As for uh, the rest of the airports across the country, American Airlines, of course, they're headquartered in Dallas, Texas, which happens to be kind of in the center of the U.S., which makes sense for me. And that is where uh, their hub is, and that happens to be the second busiest airport in the United States, followed by Denver, Colorado, Chicago, Illinois, 
and Los Angeles, California, rounding out the top five. As for airports in Florida, remember, geography is where you want to think about. So you would think that Miami, Fort Lauderdale is going to have more of a population. Tampa is going to have a bigger population. But Orlando is much more central in the country. Not only do you have the theme parks where a lot of people fly into, if you look in the hub and spoke method, that's kind of the central place to go for Florida. The key in making delicious chicken soup, believe it or not, is by poaching your chicken instead of boiling it. What's the difference between poaching and boiling? They both involve water, they both involve a chicken, and they both involve heat. The issue is the temperature that you get to. When you are boiling something, you are going to turn water into vapor, and that happens at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. That's a little tight, high, high for your chicken, which means if you were to do that, that's why if you're making chicken soup, by boiling your chicken, your chicken is dry and is kind of tough. However, if you back down on the temperature, let's say to 180 to 200 degrees, that would be poaching it. It would take a little bit longer for it to cook, but the meat should be uh, very tender, very juicy. And then all that time of just having a hot enough heat to make things seep, that is where you get the flavor from. So for your recipes, instead of boiling your chicken, why not uh, poach it instead? Talked about things to keep out of a storage unit mainly because a storage unit is for storage, it's not for living, and for a lot of th- a lot of things, a lot of people will use a storage unit for when they run out of stuff at their house, and they think of a lot of the stuff that we can leave just in your house or your garage, we can put in a storage unit, and that's not necessarily true. One big difference is that you cannot keep hazardous, flammable, or combustible materials in your storage unit. So gas cans, lawnmowers propane tanks, tiki torches with fluid in them, fireworks, maybe even some ammunition. All of these items are not going to be allowed to be stored in a storage unit. One of the reasons for that is that it is not visited as often as your home, which is another reason why you probably will find that many storage units will not allow you to put food in a storage unit, mainly because there could be a rodent or a pest problem. And although they do some protection uh, of of that, it's not going to be up to the caliber if that building is fully um, uh, populated 24-7. Also not a good idea to keep important paperwork in a storage unit as well, mainly because if there's a problem like uh, you you lose or there's a fire or something and you lost your birth certificate or your marriage license or an insurance policy, uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to to prove. Uh, So it's probably better just to use a safety deposit box at the bank for that. And then finally, I thought was interesting, tires. And I'm thinking more or less this is for people up north that, uh, you know, would switch tires out for winter and then switch them back for summer. But tires are not are kind of banned from storage unit, mainly because of their combustibility. There's a chance that these things could catch on fire. And as odd as it sounds, a tire will burn forever, releasing nasty black smoke, hard to breathe and very hard to put out. So those are some of the reasons why tires are not allowed at a storage unit. Makes sense, doesn't it? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Trust issues. 
We tend to trust, uh, why I, I joke uh, about why I have trust issues uh, is because of oatmeal cookies, because those little raisins look like they're chocolate chips, but in reality, they're raisins. And when you're expecting to taste chocolate and taste the raisin instead, well, that's where you have trust issues. And you really think about it, trust is the foundation of all sorts of relationships, which really surprises me why many thermometers inside refrigerators and freezers are wildly inaccurate. Um, And this is actually from a consumer magazine. They did point out that uh, there are manufacturers and brands uh, and models that actually have a very accurate thermometer inside. It will let you know that your uh, optimum temperature. Some of them, though, are off by as much as five degrees. And when you're talking about trying to keep your food fresh the longest uh, and also save energy, you need to find a happy medium. 37 degrees Fahrenheit for your refrigerator. That's the best for efficiency and longevity for your food. Zero degrees Fahrenheit for your freezer. That just ensures that if there's any sort of power blip, yet your food will stay frozen. Uh, probably best just to buy a, an external thermometer to measure the uh, temperature that way, and uh, you'll be set to go there. Finally, talked a little bit about why there's not that many Halloween songs. When you think about the comparison with Christmas songs, or even summer songs, or um, uh, anything like that, uh, why are we, you know, we have so many Halloween movies, and I mean, the stores have been Halloween since August, um, why why don't we have many songs to to kind of complement that? Well, if you really were to compare it with Christmas, it really is night and day. Um, because uh, it just on the simplest aspect, Christmas is a season, if you really think about it. Um, and Halloween is more of an event. It's been an event in the past. It's kind of changing, I think, a little bit to be more uh, of a season itself mixed in with pumpkin spice and, and just the fact that you know we can finally start going outside without it being... Uh, uh, beatable hot. Um, but, you know, you also have to keep in mind that many Christmas songs were written as church choirs because they are, if you follow the Christian uh, the Christian faith, uh, December 25th is the birth of Jesus, and that's what Christmas is all about. So all of these songs are tra- steeped in tradition of being songs sung in church, um, and then they kind of morphed into more of the funny ones back uh, when the middle class started getting really popular or, or, or were powerful back in the 40s and to the uh, 1950s. Even back then in the 40s and 50s, Halloween was considered kind of a not really a holiday per se. It was just a, an event that you stayed clear of. That's kind of changed over the next few years. And perhaps there will be some more Halloween songs that come out. But for the most part, they've tried and they've not done very, very well. I mean, Ryan Gosling started a band with uh, Zach Shields called Dead Man's Bones. They made, uh, back in 2009, an entire album devoted to Halloween songs, which is a good album, by the way. It's just not one that we're used to hearing. So maybe you need to start playing that more on your Halloween list. But probably the two songs we associate the most with Halloween weren't really, one of them wasn't really a Halloween, be Michael Jackson's Thriller. That's been listed over and over again as being the most popular Halloween song. It's It's one of the songs that Michael Jackson did not write. He just kind of performed it. And then it was actually written more as a, um, not, not, is, it was metaphorically. It was more cosmic. In fact, the original title was called Starlight, not Thriller. It was written by a gentleman, a songwriter named Tom, or Rod uh, Tipperton. And it actually took the direction, uh, Quincy Jones produced it and everything. He had a little bit to it, but he actually commissioned John Landis who's a big-time movie producer, to produce the video. I remember watching it, the, the making of the Thriller video on HBO back in the early 80s when everybody had the one white glove and the, the red uh, uh, leather jacket and we're trying to moonwalk. I did it miserably. But in any case, it was his interpretation 
<laughs> of the song and what Michael thought the song should be that turned it into kind of a zombie-esque type song, but it never really was scheduled and released to be a Halloween song. That's that one. The second one we associate is the Monster Mash by uh, Bobus, uh, excuse me, Bobby Pickett and the Crypt Kickers. Um, there's a reason that his middle name is Boris because that plays a big part of it. Uh, Bobby Pickett was an was an actor back in the 50s and early 60s, and as a side gig, as you as you would find out anyway, in any sort of entertainment job, you have uh, uh, something else to to pay the rent, and one of these was being part of a band. And he would go and play, you know, record hops and and weddings and whatever. He apparently did a spot on rendition of Boris Karloff, you know, the guy that's like, you know, uh, Tony the Tiger. He was mocking him while performing a song called Little Darling by the Diamonds. My little darling, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. That song. Anyways, he was doing a Boris Karloff impersonation during that song, which prompted people to say, you know what? Why don't we kind of make a fun and cheek, uh, you know, dance involving monsters? Again, it wasn't really associated with Halloween. In fact, the song was released in the summer of 1962. It just happened to peak around Halloween. We just incorporated it into the holiday itself. So I guess if there were any sort of Halloween songs, Monster Mash literally would probably be the closest one with Thriller being a close two. So there you go. Today's show, Friday, October 28th, 2022. Of course, I always welcome your feedback and comments. You can email me at cmalone at odyssey.com. That's C-M-A-L-O-N-E at odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 